Hey guys, welcome back to the Balloon From Within podcast. If you're new here, my name is Renee and I am your host. Just a reminder, if you like what you hear today, please be sure to leave a positive review. It can only help myself and the show grow. And with that, let's get started. So I just want to preface this episode by saying that normally when I record, my son is either not home or he's sleeping. But we're a little off this week, so for this episode, my son is actually wide awake running around the house, so if you hear him at all, that's what that is. I'm not apologizing because I guess this is just the (laughs) standard mom life, but I just want to let you know that if you hear anything weird going on in the background, that's what it is. That's my son. Maybe he'll make a super special guest appearance. My first guest on the podcast is my son. How special. (laughs) So when I started my own self-development and like self-growth journey, something that I would always ask myself is like, what's my ultimate goal in my life? Like, what am I striving towards? So when someone asks you that, like, what's your ultimate goal? Like, what would you answer? It may not be to be a millionaire or to own a property on the Amalfi Coast, but most people might say it's to be genuinely happy. And that's all like well and good when people say that, but happiness should not be the end goal. Happiness is an emotion is driven from hormones in our body. It's temporary. It's fleeting. So it's impossible for us to never feel anger, sadness, guilt, discontentment. (laughs) Yes, Baba. (laughs) Um, So if we're we're truly constantly chasing happiness, like we will never be truly happy because we will only be obtaining those feelings for a short period of time. Like what I strive to have is peace, fulfillment. I look to live my life in support of my values. And most important, like I look for balance. So for me, if somebody were to ask me what my ultimate goal in life is, like my answer is always going to be to live a life of balance. Balance has to do with finding stability between like our stressors and our ability to cope with those stressors. Balance is living a life where you get enrichment from like multiple aspects of your life, not just an overload from one. Balance does not mean like equality. Like I, I do not have to treat all aspects of life the same and spend equal time from each. But like what you do need to do is have some awareness to each and have a contribution from each, like even if it's small. So what I'm referring to specifically are the different domains of wellness. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the five domains of wellness that I focus on and how they can be incorporated into our lives and be used to live a more balanced life. So if you're in the wellness space, you know, there are so many opinions about different domains and it can be generalized like even further into the different pillars of wellness. But the five domains that we're going to be talking about today are what I focus on for myself and what I coach upon. These domains all work together to help like manage stress, like guide health and help find peace and balance in your life. My inspiration for today's episode and like really wanting to talk about wellness is because like over the past couple of months, I've started to drift away from my balance routine. I think it's very common for a lot of people to go through a temporary phase where they are a little off and feel like they're in a rut, but awareness and the desire to get back into your groove are like the biggest next steps and like the best place to start and like in order to start making a positive change. So the first domain of wellness that I like to incorporate in order to live a more balanced life is movement. This one is like pretty self-explanatory as to what it means. It's, it's putting your physical body into a state of active motion, but I think a lot of people think that movement is something that has to happen like an hour a day at the gym, like, but that's not the case. That one hour at the gym, I would consider to be vigorous exercise, like where you're counting reps and sets of specific motions. Like 
exercise is movement, but movement happens like whenever we bring our body to expend energy. Movement is like dancing, it's going for a walk, it's standing instead of sitting, it's taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Movement is like swimming, climbing, twirling, running, like it's sweeping your stairs, it's shoveling your driveway, it's cutting the grass of your lawn, it's carrying your laundry basket down two flights of stairs, it's like picking up your child. I mean, you guys get it. Exercise can be considered movement, but movement happens whenever we bring our body to expend energy. When we move our body, we experience benefits like enjoyment, resilience to stress, like we sleep better, we eat better, and we even may become part of a community and form connections. And research shows that movement has positive effects on the brain and the body, which eventually will boost our mood, experience, accomplishments, creativity, sense of self and joy. And it's also always been shown to increase your resilience to like daily stressors. I always try to move my body as much as I can throughout the day. Like even when I'm at work, if I find myself sitting for long periods of time at my desk, I will get up and just start like aimlessly walking really with no purpose or intention as to like where I'm going. But honestly, those movements end up being like the best kinds because I always end up bumping into someone and I'm able to catch up with them. But my favorite kind of movements walking like in the summer, I love to like take daily walks. It's a way for me to disconnect and really be in tune with myself. The second domain of overall wellness and really imperative to living a balanced life is mental and emotional well-being. This essentially refers to your brain health, like how you react to stress and your level of emotional intelligence and emotional processing. There's so much to these topics that I want to say, but I also just want to say that I am not a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist, but for this episode, I'm just going to speak very generally. Just being aware of your emotions can help lead to mental and emotional wellness. What I do to maintain my emotional wellness is journaling. I have a journal that's filled with prompts that I write in every day before I go to work. It's a part of my morning routine. This journal in particular asks questions that allows me to really dig deeper into what's going on in my life. And it allows me to set my intentions and make sure that what I do daily are aligned with those intentions. I also have another journal that I use to write down like what happened to me that day. It's pretty much just me like brain dumping everything onto paper and using that to reflect on how like different situations from that day made me feel and how I can show up differently for the future. Another activity that you can do to help with your mental and emotional well-being is to honestly just talk to somebody like a licensed therapist. I attended therapy for about a year and it was honestly the best investment I've ever made in myself. I learned like, so much about myself and it was really nice to just vent and talk to a stranger who is unbiased and has no judgment on you. And a final activity you can do is to meditate or practice deep breathing. I find that both of them bring my body back to like a calm place and a clear mind. And that allows me to make like better, more well-informed decisions for myself. The third domain to wellness is nutrition. So eating is essential for life and the functioning of our bodies. Like humans need energy to survive and function. And this energy comes from food. The more important part of nutrition is really being aware of what you're consuming. Like, yes, you can eat at McDonald's every day. There's no shame in fast food. I eat Chick-fil-A at least once a week. Like every Thursday, my, my lunch at work is Chick-fil-A. That food might give you calories that you need, but it's not nutrient dense and it's lacking a lot of vitamins and minerals that our bodies need. A healthy diet is going to be different for everyone. Like a vegan eater may say a healthy diet consists of something different than somebody who is a pescatarian. But essentially, a healthy diet is an eating pattern that considers nutritive value, food cost, availability, personal preferences, and cultural sensitivities. 
activities. Like I personally do not restrict myself of any foods. May I remind you this episode is about balance and I feel that balancing the food that you're consuming is the best thing for you that you could do. Too much of one thing is never good. Like as long as you're eating a balanced diet, who cares if you have ice cream? Who cares if you have Chick-fil-A once a week? As long as you're not eating it every day and you're you know, still getting the nutrients from other foods, you can still eat whatever you want without restrictions. And you're going to have more joy in your life when you're able to give yourself what you want, as opposed to telling yourself that you cannot have something like one time. Like something I'm trying to change about my nutrition is the amount of coffee that I drink. I started this with a new year because it was getting way out of hand. I was drinking coffee every day, all day, and I was starting to really feel the negative side effects of it physically. I made a rule for myself that I do not consume coffee after 12 o'clock noon. So by lunchtime, I am done. At that point, I will switch to water and this small change has really made such a big impact. I just feel a big difference in like my anxiety levels, honestly, and just, I feel like my heart isn't racing as, as like fast as it was before. I'm not exactly where I want to be yet, but I'm definitely making small progress to get there. Remember, too much of something isn't good, like my coffee. I am not going to stop drinking coffee, but I am learning to balance it with other liquids throughout the day. So same goes for your nutrition. You don't need to eat kale every day and have zero sugar to experience the benefits of eating healthy, just make sure that your diet is balanced. And if you do that, you can still have all the foods that you love and enjoy. The fourth domain is sleep. I think out of all of the domains, this is the most important. And at the same time, it's the one that people neglect the most especially in this modern world where this hustle culture is glamorized and the idea that if you're constantly working and multitasking and being productive, like it's looked at as a good thing. But when we do that and we have long to-do lists and a lot of tangible tasks that we have to accomplish, where do we cut our time from? Our sleep. In the past, I have been a culprit of this too. Like, don't get me wrong. I used to work nights. I would get home by 1130. My son would be sleeping at the time, so I would use that to my advantage and start to get household chores done like super late. So I wouldn't go to sleep until like 2 or 3 in the morning, and then I would wake up and go to an 8 a.m. gym class. When I was in college, I would stay up late and get homework done after working all day, like hence limiting my sleep. Like There were so many nights where I would literally count the hours and prepare how many hours of sleep I would get if I went to bed at a certain time. So if I had to stay up late to make a deadline, I would think like, oh, well, my class is at 7. I can function at four hours of sleep. So I, so I have until three, the latest to finish this, so that I can get at least four hours. So we all do it. We all cut from our sleep when we need more hours in the day, but ask yourself this, like, how can I work smarter and not longer so that I'm not limiting the amount of sleep I can get because sleep is so important. Sleep is just as important as your hygiene. Like it is hygiene, just like you brush your teeth and you shower every day. Like you need to get adequate sleep daily. Like if you smelled, would you want your friend to tell you that you smell? Like, yeah, of course. So what I'm telling you now is that you need more sleep. (laughs) The National Sleep Foundation recommends that people ages 18 to 64 years of age should be getting minimum seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Like, do you get that money? (laughs) The reason why we need sleep is because our body needs to rest. Like when we sleep, our brain is resting. Our brain goes through so many physiological processes that are imperative to us. Like one is from the brain's lymphatic system. Essentially what it does is it's cleaning our brain. Think of it as our brain is taking out its own trash. It's cleaning all of the metabolic waste from the neurons in our brain that are produced daily. Research shows that the buildup of waste in our brain over time is related to neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's. Another reason why we need sleep is because that is when our brain consolidates our memories. 
It's when learned information becomes stable long-term memories. And also like similar to what we talked about earlier, it helps use our memories to process and regulate emotions that we experience during the day. The way I get more sleep quite simply, I make it a priority. I just, I come up with a sleep schedule and I make it a part of my routine. Like during work nights, I go to bed at the same time as my son. On the weekends, I try to be in bed at least one hour or two hours after my son goes to sleep. So the fifth and final domain is recovery and regeneration. So this last one is not to be confused with sleep. Although they are very relative, sleep can be a form of recovery, and there are still many other activities that you can do for recovery and regeneration. An activity that is considered recovery is something that brings your body back to homeostasis from a stressor. So if you're having a bad day and you have been in a bad mood, like deep breathing could be an activity for recovery because it could help get rid of any like current anxiety. Regeneration is more of a physical form of recovery, for example, like healing from an injury. An example of an activity to help with regeneration could be to get a massage. A point I really want to highlight is that all of these domains are connected like one way or another, and one domain can positively affect another. There's something called the transfer effect, and that's when one behavior change encourages another behavior change. So if you start to work out more, you might notice that you then become inspired to eat more nutrient-dense food. If you start to focus on sleeping longer and more consistently, you may notice that you have a desire and you have more energy to get more movement in your daily life. As I mentioned earlier, more movement actually leads to better sleep. So by partaking in these domains, you are actually creating this positive feedback loop for behaviors that's always encouraging good behavior. More movement leads to better sleep. Better sleep leads to more movement. More movement then leads to better nutrition. Better nutrition leads to better recovery and regeneration. Like I'm telling you, it's all connected. You just have to start. If you're somebody who needs some guidance at where to start, out of all of these domains, my recommendation is that you start with sleep. And if you feel like you have sleep, you know, down pat, you're getting at least seven to nine hours of sleep a night, then start with movement. So just to go over the five domains of wellness one more time, number one is movement. Number two is mental and emotional well-being. Number three is nutrition. Number four is sleep. And number five is recovery and regeneration. So that is all I have for you for today's episode. Just a reminder, if you found anything that I said of value, please be sure to pass the show along to a friend. Also make sure that you subscribe to the show, both on Apple podcast and Spotify. That way you're notified every time I post a new episode. And with that, I will see you guys next time. Bye. Can you tell them a story? Elmo. Elmo. Thank you.